Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Athletics Life Stories with your host, Chris Broadbent. Welcome to this special episode with a smorgasbord of tasty clips from some of the world's best and brightest athletes, spoken to on the circuit this year and starring in the Budapest World Championships. First, we hear from Slovenian discus giant Christian Che, who I caught up with at the European Athletics Throws Cup in Liaria, Portugal, and we discussed his background working on the farm. So I really want to find out more about your, your farming background and what you did. It's really interesting, that, to me. Uh, so it's a dairy farm, yeah? Yes, we have a small farm at home, cows mostly milking, so I was out of work in the, in the barn and also in the fields, so yeah. And does that happen from being a small child? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. When I was small, I started there, I was living there most of my life, yeah. so uh, I was used to it, to work. Okay, okay. And your parents still own the farm then, do they? Yeah, my father still have it, okay. so a little bit uh, make it smaller. So it's not so like it was before, yeah. because he's also in pension, so he doesn't need to work anymore so much. Okay, okay, okay. And where is this? In uh, Ptuj, Slovenia. Slovenia. It's the oldest town in Slovenia. Okay, and will this be your farm one day? No, no. <laughs> My brother's gonna take it over. Okay, have you got many brothers and sisters? We are three. I have a younger, younger brother and a sister. Okay, are they in athletics as well? No, no sports. No, okay. I'm the only one in sports. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Did your parents ever do sports? No, also not. Okay, okay. I'm the only one in my family that started and still is in sports. Right, okay, okay. And where does your size come from? Hard to explain, but they said that my father's grandma was two heads bigger than my uh, grandpa. <laughs> so probably from the father's side. <laughs> right, okay. How tall was she then? Yeah. She was tall? Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't see her in real life. Oh, really? But, uh, they say she was. Okay. And how tall are your parents? My father is about 
190, okay. my mother 170. Okay. So nothing drastically up. No, okay, okay, okay. So it was a big year for you last year, wasn't it? Really? Yes, it was. It was really surprising year. Yeah. It's if somebody would tell me in the start of the year you're gonna make this, I wouldn't believe him. Yeah. Yeah. So are, are your ambitions changed then now? Yeah, of course. Also when I started to work with Gert, I also changed the technique a little bit. Start that it was more stable, so I was also very consistent okay. in the season because of this. Okay. And when did you start with Gert? Uh. Actually, last year was the first year, fully. But 2021 was the Olympic year. Yeah. I was without a coach. And he was already a little bit helping me there. He was not my coach, of course, but he was just giving me some tips already. Okay, okay, good. So you live in Estonia then now, do you? Most of the time, yeah. Okay, Tallinn or? Tallinn, yeah. Tallinn, yeah, okay, okay, good, okay. Um, tell me your glasses. You're quite unusual with the glasses, aren't you? That's quite... I have a quite big deal today also. So I must wear glasses to see. Quite a big one, sorry. I have like minus four, both of the eyes. Oh really? Okay. So it's yeah, quite big. Quite important for you, okay. Okay, okay. Is there any other sports you've done? Not really. I started uh, after grammar school. I was 16 with athletics. Okay. But before I was not really a sport person. I was really uh, bad in school with sports, anything. Like really? with the ball, also athletics, running. I was not a fan. Uh, but later just my one teacher in grammar school one time just brought a shot to to the school yeah. and said okay just try to shot put this and I did quite good I had the strength a little bit okay. and then there my first coach saw me and said okay you want to come to try it out said okay I'm gonna try it out and so I started and you found you had this talent then yeah yeah of course I was already there I was by 16 I was 199 Right. Tall, so I was quite big already there. Yeah. Just a skinny dude. <laughs> right. oh, you filled out since then, then obviously. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, good, good. Next up is world and European indoor champion Oriol Dongma, formerly of Cameroon, now from Portugal. Uh, the shop talks about the importance of religion in our life. Okay, uh, and you said your religious music, you like Christianity is very important to you, yeah? For me, it's very important because uh, I'm a real Christian. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, and is, is, is the Fatima place, is Fatima very important to you as well? Yeah, Fatima is um, a place w where I go somewhere when, when I want a little bit peace. I want a little bit, um, uh, like, um, I, I don't know how to explain it, when I... I want a place to have a little bit peace, yeah, or like this. Yeah, because okay. I'm, like I said, I'm really Christian, and from me, um, religion is really important. Okay, yeah, really important. Yeah. Good, good, good. And you found that in Portugal, have you? Yeah, and I come here because of that, because uh, I was training in Morocco before. In Cameroon, I go to Morocco, and from Morocco, I have a choice to go to France or to come here. But I come here first because of the religion. Right. Because okay. of Fatima, yes. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Wow. Okay, so it's very, very, very important to you. Yeah, know? yeah. But for me, it's really, really important. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's quite a commitment then for your athletics as well, to change countries as well. Change countries? You change country from Cameroon to... Yeah, Portugal. I changed for, from Cameroon to Portugal because um, the Portugal proposed me and I, I didn't... was a country that I already like because of the religion and I see that uh, opportunity. Okay, okay, good, good. And what was it like not competing at championships? You were competing 
you had a few years there not competing at championships because you changed. Yeah, because I changed because um, I compete with the Cameroon until 2017, and I change. The, this period that I change, I get uh, uh, get mother, my child, and uh, I make like uh, three years without representing the a country. Yeah. Was that difficult to stay motivated? It's difficult because for me it was not too much difficult because I give a word and uh, I think this time was not too much difficult because this time I was busy with it a little bit, a little bit more in my time. Okay. And is that your boy there? Is yeah, it's okay. my boy. How old is he? Four years. Four years old? Yeah. Okay, wonderful. Okay. Is he strong as well? Yeah, strong like a mom. He's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> dead. <laughs> Good. And uh, you've, you've done really well recently, haven't you? You won the Europeans as well, this European Indoor Championships. Yeah. Things was, are going good, aren't they? It was amazing because uh, I didn't start really good my my winter my winter season. Yeah, yeah. It was difficult in the beginning because I have some injuries and some hurt, hurty problem. But um, I want to quick. I want to quick the this season. But... Uh, my coach said, say that uh, we need to continue, and uh, I didn't know that I will throw. I will throw that much yeah. in uh, European because I did. I was um, like I say, I was. I, I have a, big, a problem of health. I was not healthy. I was. Uh, I have a problem of my body it was too much difficult to recovery problems, and. Uh, uh, in the end, in the end of the competition, I was uh, really happy because uh, I I make a, a, a great a great competition. Yeah, yeah, and you like indoor, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I like indoor. I like indoor competition. No, I I like more the outdoor competition, but I don't know why. Um, the, I do the two two years ago. I always do my big performance in indoor. Yeah. In outdoor, I didn't do until now a big a big um, mark but i think um i will prepare i will prepare more my outdoor season like my indoor season okay staying with the throws and i talked with czech republic's jakob vadlech at the ostrava golden spike uh, the olympic world and european silver medalist is hungry for gold and is drawing inspiration from mentor and world record holder jans lesney um yeah tell me about the role of, of, of jan in your life then the role of Jan Lesny in your life, yeah, big influence, yeah. He's kind of uh, like my uh, stepdad. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's my mentor, and everything is because of Jan. Yeah. So he gave me uh, a feeling uh, of uh, of javelin throw and everything around. Okay, okay. And when did you first meet him then? First meeting with him was mm, at age of 19, maybe. Mm. Yeah. It was after my uh, 84 uh, meters throw. Mm. And he, uh, he, he told me if I want to train with him, uh, I can. Right. And it was wonderful for me. Okay, okay. And what was it like meeting him for the first time? Because he was a hero of yours. Yeah, it was like 
uh, good day, um, Yakub, and uh, he was uh, he was saying, uh, I know you, uh, your good talent, and uh, it was dream for me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 Yeah. And in the la- last two years, you've really started to win medals, haven't you? You've been yeah. very. Con- is it the consistency that's pleased you? Yes, it's it's perfect, and it was my goal consistency of uh, of um, distances because uh, this is uh, perfect for for mindset uh, to to major to mm. championships or on um, the games so i'm pretty satisfied with uh, with this but i still i still hope there's much more in me mm. maybe 90 plus and and more, but I'm I'm still pushing myself, and let's see what happened, uh, what happens in future. Okay, is it is it about gold medals now? You've won silver and yes, bronze. Yes, yes, I have, gold, I have silver medal from each uh, championship. So next next goal is uh, reach uh, gold medal. <laughs> of course, okay, good. It's my dream. Yeah, good. And does it feel like your best chance this year, the World Championship in Eastern Europe? Hope, but uh, I think uh, Niraj Chopra uh, will be against <laughs> hmm. my dreams. But uh, mm, I, I will, I will do my best, and uh, I hope this is my year. Hmm. This is my year and my chance. I, I really looking forward to. <laughs> hmm. Okay. I want and I want uh, to throw 90. It will be great result. Anyway. With world and European under-20 titles under her belt, Finland's Silja Kostnan is one of the rising stars of the throw scene. I talked with her in the aftermath of winning another title, this time at the European under-23s in her home country this summer. Feels really good. Yeah, I know that I I have the strength. I know I have been to so many big competitions already I mean my first like um, adults how do I say it? competition international were the Olympics so <laughs> I think I started off with the biggest one so I don't know I think I've just grown with the <laughs> with the years and like just getting I don't know getting easier but like I've, I have that much experience that it, it feels good and I, I got to enjoy uh, the competition and yeah it feels really good Good, good. And do you feel ready now for the senior ranks properly? Yeah. Yeah, I feel good, ready. I think World Champs this year gonna be good. Next year, Paris and the Europeans. I think I'm ready. Okay, okay. And who do you look up to in in, in the sports? Uh, well, of course, Anita. She is the best. But I think one of my like biggest uh, idols has been Sophie Hitchin. I think in Rio 2016, when she threw herself to the bronze medal on her last throw, I think that's quite impressive. So, yeah, I think she has been a big role model too. Okay, okay. Tell me about your background then. When did you first start with athletics? Uh, I think I was like five and a half or six. Okay. I was very young, but I did so many other things. I have done like... I don't know, is, is ring at the, the real, I think the female version of hockey. <laughs> I've done cross-country skiing, orienteering, dancing, swimming. Football was until 2019. I played football. I've done a lot of different things. So I think one of my good qualities is that I have such a like, uh, 
different like I have done so many other other things and I think it has done well for my my uh, yeah has been good for me yeah of course yeah, yeah. of course yeah. what what level were you at, at the other sports what level were you at at football uh, our team didn't do so well but our atmosphere was so good I, I enjoyed playing our team was like so nice and we had fun even though I think in 2019 we lost every game but just the, like the atmosphere and the team was so great that it didn't bother me but yeah I was good in skiing when I was younger and, and yeah never been so good in like at the top in any other sports but I've always enjoyed them mm. what's, what's your hopes for the next few years then now? Uh, well, I'm hoping to get to the medal positions in the senior level. Mm. That would be cool. But I have to admit that I am quite young still. And yeah. hammer throw, I think the best age is closer to 30 than 20. So, mm. I don't know. Just have to keep on working hard and hope that I someday get to stand on the podium. Yeah, yeah but you see, uh, is, is it time now for a new generation of hammer throwers? Anita's coming to the end, probably. Uh, you ready for that? Yeah, I think so. There's a lot of good throwers in our competition and worldwide. So I think there's a lot of young athletes coming. Mm, okay. Mondo Plantis is one of the faces of the sport, world record holder, Olympic, world and European champion. I talked with a pole vault icon on the eve of the Stockholm Diamond League. So Mondo, how does it feel coming off the world lead then? Um, for good. Yeah, for good. Um, you know, I, I think that the past two competitions, I guess, I've, I've been, uh, yeah, they've been nice and I've been able to pull out some good performances, but I think that I, I would like for them to be a little bit more clean than, than they have been. I think I've had a few misses at heights that I feel like I, I shouldn't be missing. And so I would like to have a, a clean sheet tomorrow. That, that would be ideally. So if I can if I can secure and wrap up the win in a, in a very clean and effective way I think that would, that would be a little bit better but uh, you know as far as the 6-12 and the result I, I I won't complain too much about it okay and how special is it to compete on home home soil here yeah it's uh, no it's chill it's nice uh, it's it's a different type of sensation it's a different type of pressure but uh, you know I I, lo- I love it I love it. I mean, I definitely I, I get off. I get off from it, especially. And it's not just a, a competition here in Sweden. It's a it's an important competition in Sweden too. So, you know, I'm trying to go out there and, and and accomplish something nice and you know get another diamond league win, which is important for for us athletes. So, um, yeah. No, it's it's yeah. I mean, it, it's it's hard to explain really because you know I, I know that the people that are going to be there tomorrow watching are the, some of the people that support me the the hardest and they're, they're the they're the biggest fans of me in the of the entire world of people that support me so um you know that's i want to jump good in front of those people so, you know that's important and do you have family members coming to watch you tomorrow from sweden yeah yeah, yeah here yeah i mean i have, I have my I have my, aunt, my my cousin and um you know my mom and sister will be here so uh yeah I, i'm i have family here got my girlfriend's family too so you know that that's added pressure in itself <laughs> <laughs> okay okay uh, and where are you on the, on the on the way to Budapest are you hitting the marks you want to be hitting mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I like where I'm at I like where I'm at and I feel good and uh, you know I, I think I have three competitions left so I, I like the way my my schedule is right now and uh, I, I like yeah I, I like where I'm at physically 
I would say I think that I'm I'm in a I'm in a good spot and I'm in the right direction. So um, yeah, I think that every, everything's leading up to to a good good bit of best. And I mean that's ideally that's where that's where I want to have my best performance and that's where I want to peak. So um, you know that's that's where the you know mentally that's where the peak is too. Yeah. Francis Sasha Zoya is one of the rising personalities in the sport, and I talked with him fresh from winning European under 23 gold in Espoo, Finland, this summer. Yeah, how do you find the transition to, in, the, in the hurdles from the juniors to the seniors? Uh, actually, I've actually found it pretty nice. Uh, I thought it would be a little bit more complicated. Um, the only thing really is, is when you hit a hurdle on the 106s, it's going to affect you a lot more than on the, on the lower height. But um, I feel like i still got a, uh, still got a little long way to go uh, to get to the point that I want to be. I want to be at the same point that I was on those 99 meter, uh, 99 centimeter hurdles. Um, I think it's going to take one, one or two years more to get, uh, to get those really quick times, but... Look, if the, if the body stays healthy, I think it'll keep progressing and um, the time's going to keep going lower and lower. Okay, and how are you feeling about Paris now? Are you feeling you're on track? Well, I got the qualifier, so I did the qualifier the other day, so I'm happy about that. At least I don't have to think about that anymore. And yeah, I feel like I'm on track. Um, and look, that's the main the main goal, and it's been the main vision for, for a while now, is to be uh, at the Olympics, participating home games, and obviously be on the podium for there as well. So, got to build up, keep the body healthy, and I reckon it can go smoothly and as planned, hopefully. Okay, a lot of big dogs in the mix, though, isn't there, in the hurdles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a good depth of athletes at the moment. Um, I feel like if you want to be on a podium internationally at the, at the world stage, you've got to run at least a 13-0 or something. Because um, that's what it will play to get on the podium. So a low, even a low 13 zeros, because there's a three guys right now on the sub 13s. So like, I reckon the time will get there eventually, but just got to take time and be patient. Okay, how does it feel? Is it expectation for you, or is it exciting? Being uh, I, think it's, I think it's exciting. More exciting, exciting. Uh, again, it'll be a first game, so I don't, I don't know what the experience is, what it's like not to do a home games. Um, so maybe it'll be a first time Olympic game. It's going to be crazy. I guess being in France, you got the French public all behind you. Um, so I think the the difficult part will be going to LA that game because that would be completely different vibe and a completely different environment okay. something about your background you've got quite a colourful background haven't you you lived in Australia so you were 15 yeah, yeah. obviously still got the accent as well. still got the Aussie accent yeah the Aussie accent has stayed with me when I speak English but yeah I grew up in Oz uh, I was raised there went to school there all my mates are there and then about uh, 16, 17 started going uh, more to France and spending more time over there and then joined the French team in 2019 and that's your, your mum's French. Is she that's here? my mum's okay. French. Yeah, my mum's from France, and then dad's from Zimbabwe. Okay, and what was mum's? Mum was a sports person as well. Yeah, mum was all in sports. She was more on the skis. I'm more on the winter, winter, winter side of the of the spectrum. But she's the one that's got the the love for sport and that any sport that I wanted to do when I was younger, she uh, she gave me the, the access to do it. So if I wanted to try doing horse riding, she would find a club to to do horse riding on any sport so really all this today is because of her so big shouts out to Mama Z okay and what were you doing in Australia then when you were taking part in sports it's a different culture isn't it in Australia different culture I think the sports culture is huge in Australia yeah. huge huge in Australia um, uh, but in France the, the sport that I want to do the, the sport I want to pursue is, is, a, is a European sport so the whole circuit's in Europe so yeah. to, to be at the high level that I want to be it's easier to be in Europe and be located there okay, okay. but did you ever play like cricket, rugby Australian rules did you give all that I, I, I played it just in school the Aussie rules is a bit too much that rugby was way too much contact. I, I got the speed, but I didn't want to get tackled. But yeah, I play. I do think I've done about ten different sports. Um, and in Australia, you just got so much option to do sports, and you grow up playing sports all the time. So that's where I get I think a lot of my talents from is, is from growing up at an early age doing sports, 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 twenty four seven. Okay, okay. What about your dad? Your dad's from Zimbabwe, yeah. He's that's a, from Zimbabwe. He's yeah. a musician, so he's. Okay. Yeah, that's where I get my musical side, I guess. And I'm always got the headphones in. Mum's also a musician as well. So the whole family's pretty much musicians. I just chose the sport, sport side, yeah. Okay, what do you, what do you play then? I don't play anything. Oh. I don't play anything. I'd love to, but okay. I think that my, my love for sport's a bit too high. I need to get a, a little more time for, for a hobby on the side for music. Alina Senko of 
Greece became the youngest ever European champion in the javelin last year. I caught up with her at the European Throwing Up in Portugal. Um, so tell me about last year then. Last year was a big year, wasn't it? Last really year, year. It, yeah. It was a big year with a, a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. Uh, I threw 65 in my in a really go, good competition in Ostrava. Yeah, yeah. My first 65 meter throw. Um, after the World Championship, it was a disaster for me, a really bad performance, I was so nervous and I don't know, I, I felt from the beginning when we went to America that I, I know I wasn't ready but uh, I, I, couldn't, I knew that I couldn't throw there. I don't know if you understand this feeling. Yeah. I felt that, not physically but psycho not psychology, what's yeah, it? Mentally, mentally. Mentally, yeah. yeah. That I, I wasn't ready mentally to throw there. And I was feel I was feeling really nervous, but after after the bad performance there, I told to myself that Elena, now you have to relax, you have to change everything in your mind because you are young yet, you have a lot of years for work with hard work. So yeah, after after the World Championship, in my first trainings uh, in Greek, I was a, a different person, and also my coach told me that, that the way that you were working before and after the World Championship, it was uh, different. Mm. So yeah, I tried to change everything, my technique, the way that I was thinking, and I went there then to the European Championship and I won the gold medal. Yeah, yeah. So different mentality. Then, yeah. yeah? Mm -hmm. Did you feel? Did you feel confident? Yeah, for sure. And I felt from my first step on the track that I was, I was ready. I, I felt really powerful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 Um, and what about your rivals? You got another young rival in the in the, in the event, haven't you? The Serbians are your rivals, really. Yeah. For uh, tell me again. Uh, what about what about the other young Villa Villa Ah, Villa She's a great person. I I really love her. She's young, but her hand is so so fast. I really enjoy to uh, watch her throw javelin. Yeah. She's really good, and I believe in the next year we will be together on the first or second place. Yeah, that, I believe that. Is that going to help you, you guys? Yeah, together, I think yeah? yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm, okay, good, good, good. And tell me about being, being. Um, I mean, hopefully you'll be an Olympian one day. I hope so. Okay, and and a Greek Olympian. Yeah. Uh, and a Greek athletics Olympian. Yeah. That's quite special, isn't it? You know, it's, it's one there thing is, to be Olympian. It is, the because there's, there's a big history behind all this with yeah. the Olympic Games. So it would be a, a, a blessing for me to be an Olympian and Greek Olympian. Yeah. yeah. And also javelin thrower, because javelin was from the first... Uh, sports that they were doing for the Olympic Games. Yeah, it's special, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, does, that, does, that, does it feel special? Yeah. For sure, yeah. 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 Okay, okay. Great Britain's Jasmine Sawyers went over seven metres and went viral as she won the long jump gold at the European Indoors in March. I spoke with her in Stockholm this year. Well, I'll mention a number, okay? So you're, okay. A, you're a seven metre jumper, I okay? Am. So that's... Um, it's, uh, that barrier for any any woman's long jumper. So you're there now. Do you do you feel is there an extra sort of swagger about you now? You were amongst the in the gang, as it were. There is a bit. 
Yeah. I sort of feel, I feel more legitimate, um, like a real long jumper now that I've actually jumped over seven. It feels like that mark that really sets you in, the, in that kind of world-class mm. range. Um, and now I feel as though, though I've always felt as though I was capable of it, now, you know, I and everybody has the evidence that I actually can do it. And so I do feel more confident walking around. And also it helps to make distances that previously I've maybe struggled to get throughout the year, sort of a 670, 680, that makes it seem not that far. Because if I could jump seven meters, then what's 680? That's kind of how, that's a shift in my brain which I think has been really helpful. Okay, okay, good. And tell me about looking back now on the on the Europeans. Obviously it was fantastic winning the gold. Um, <laughs> first championship for you. Um, you kind of went viral, didn't you, a bit after that? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I didn't anticipate that at all um mainly because i didn't you know i i was really pleased to win a title but i feel like within athletics the european indoors is one of the smallest titles you can win you know it's a it's not a global championship and it's an indoor championship and so i didn't expect it to really reach anywhere outside of athletics but i think my reaction resonated with a lot of people um and i think a lot of people saw in in that video the the result of hitting a goal that you've had for so long you know what that can really mean to somebody um for me that was hitting seven meters and winning a gold medal but you know people i think could see their own goals in that and their own sort of dreams and go i can keep pushing towards something that means something to me um i'm glad that people enjoyed enjoyed watching that video and i hope we can get some more moments like that um later in the summer what was the what was the, the thing that surprised you most? Because uh, you were on breakfast TV and stuff like that. It was uh, yeah. I mean, what was it? Was it uh, the lots of crazy Jonathan things. Jonathan Ross. Like, Jonathan Ross. Yeah. Wrong, but no, I didn't realise that. Yeah, I was not expecting <laughs> Mr. Ross to want to talk to me about jumping into sand. Okay. Um, you know, it's athletics doesn't always get that kind of mainstream um, outside of the Olympic Games. Yeah. Doesn't always get that mainstream media interest. So that when I got the call saying, "Do you want to go on Jonathan Ross?" obviously does Jonathan Ross want to speak to me um, so yeah that was I think the the biggest shock and then just the amount of people from all walks of life that saw the video and enjoyed the video you know like Jesse J put it on his story what Jesse what are you doing here what, what do you know what do you know about long jump Jesse so you know it was just bizarre to see that um people enjoyed it uh outside of just the athletics community so yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay. Sorry, who was, who was on the Jonathan Ross show when you were on there? Uh, it was Brian Cox from Succession. Oh, yeah, that too. Um, yeah. It was Ruth... I don't remember Ruth's last name, an actress. And Greg Davies, the comedian okay, and actor. Okay, So yeah. what, what was the green room chat then? Yeah. I didn't get much green room chat okay. because um, I was on last and they, they all went straight onto the onto stage. So okay. I was kind of sat chatting. Well, there was some green room chat, but it was me and the crew. Okay. <laughs> no, not quite. Not, yeah, I don't have any gossip for you. <laughs> right, okay, good, good. Uh, tell me about your singing as well. You're a bit of a, you're a bit of a singer, yeah. aren't you? As well, I'm yeah. A little bit of a singer. Um, been on the Voice, haven't you? I was on yeah. the Voice in 2017. Yeah. I was on Team Will I Am. Okay. Briefly. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't last very long. Okay. Um, but that was that was fun. I enjoyed doing that. Um, now I do a lot less. I only really perform when my brother's available to play guitar. Okay. Um, he's a great musician I'm kind of just okay and so do much better when I have somebody to um, play for me um, it's much more of a hobby that I keep to myself these days but I would like to do more I say this all the time oh, I want to do more I want to do more and I get caught up with something else um, but I think it's really good for athletes to have these kind of creative hobbies outside of the sport to sort of take their mind completely away from 
the pressures of sport really it can be it can be all consuming if you if you let it with sport so to have something creative um, that you can focus fully on I think is a, a really positive thing for athletes so do you, do you sing a song now in any, in any way um, I, I do I haven't I've performed yeah I have performed this year a couple of times I'm not doing um, I'm not seeking it out but if I'm getting asked to go and do a performance and I'm, I'm, I'm getting involved it's not not in a big way I'm not releasing any music at the moment or anything like that um, but it's not off the cards okay, well, where do you perform then? Um, I've done some I did a performance at a a, an awards night in Stoke uh, mainly, mainly locally Stoke and Trent where I'm from um, so yeah awards nights and, and charity things and things like that what song do you do? what is it? Um, a mix sometimes sometimes covers Okay. Um, some of my own stuff. Uh, uh, one one of them, I wrote a song about about the home, about Stoke. Song about Stoke. Yeah. <laughs> Would you believe? Not many songs about Stoke. They're hard. They really are. But you know, I've got one. Carsten Vorham is one of the sport's genuine superstars. The Norwegian's all-out attack approach has revolutionised the 400 meter hurdles. I spoke with him at the Stockholm Diamond League. And what signs are you looking for now on the way to Budapest? Mm. So I wanna I wanna have some some races in my legs which I didn't have the chance to last year. Uh, so and I wanna I wanna feel like you know I can clean up all the all the mistakes I felt I did in Bisley, for example. You know, hurdle ten is is always a big challenge for me. I wanna fix that and uh, and I wanna run fast and I wanna push times and hopefully you know we can get closer to to the world record again because that's where I would like to be. Okay, okay, and. Do you think, looking back now, last year was kind of good for you? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's 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 always it's always nice to try and turn the table. I, I think you know that's that's more beneficial if you can say you know that was more positive. Uh, last year it didn't felt like that way. Obviously, you know this is what I love to do, and this for me this is a lifestyle. It's not something I do eight till four and and, and don't think about it anymore. You know, it's it's something that. It always goes around in my mind. So, so I was very bothered by that injury last year. And uh, you know, sport is brutal as well. It's it's a jungle out there because we all forget very quickly. You know, uh, it's like it's like pastries. You you don't eat them when when they're not fresh. And the same is with performance. So, so for me to to come back and and show everyone that you know I'm still here and. Um, and I built up some rage last year that I'm going to take out this season. So I, I did, it, it, it motivated me. So yes, you can, you can in, that, in that sense, you can say it was also positive. Okay, so motivation's at maximum now, is it? Yeah, you know, I'm seeing red. Yes, I'm almost so. So it's like motivation is super high, and um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try and take advantage of that. But um, but at the same time, I have to try and enjoy it also because that's what you also learn when when you're out for a season that you shouldn't take things for granted because they turn around quite quickly. So that's a life lesson for me, obviously. Okay, okay. Can I ask about um, uh, Jakob Ingebrigtsen as well? What's your, his success and your your relationship? Do you, do you feed off each other? I think we do. Yeah, I think it's very motivating to see that that some some other guy like Jacob from your country is performing 
that well you know he's on a super high level and i think it's also an important message to to the youth of norway that you can actually achieve results like this coming from from our country and uh and norway now is becoming a super superpower in in sports in general so and for me to follow jacob we've been on the national team for for years already and he's so young yeah so it's just great and he's a great runner he's very dedicated and uh, i think he truly deserves the results he's getting another one i should ask you about is the king of norway Do you, are you in touch with king of norway i've heard of a famous uh... yeah sometimes we chat yeah okay <laughs> we do uh, yeah me and life was visiting him at uh, at his summer place 2020 so three years ago now had a little chat I got a lot of shit in Norway because I, I came there with shorts that's that's something you don't do apparently so I didn't know that but um, yeah, yeah 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 you know I, I didn't know like I didn't know is there a dress code when you visit the king but there was, but he didn't care, you know, he's a super cool guy. The Norwegian king is so into sports. He just loves sports. He's a world champion himself, actually, in the sailing. Okay. Yeah. So, so it was, it was a very passionate talk. And he's like, it's so nice because obviously all, all public figures always have to talk about a lot of things, probably things that they like to talk about, things they don't like to talk about. But this was just like a free open chat about sports. And I think we all all enjoyed that moment me coach life and uh, and also his majesty the king so it was it was great do you have each other's phone numbers do you exchange messages i wish i don't i don't know if he has a personal phone number you know it's like i had to it was me calling him to ask for the interview because we made a tv series me and coach life so i had to go through a couple of persons and, and then i reached him and i was super nervous i can tell you that <laughs> But he was, he, he's super casual, you know, he's just a great man, you know, very down to earth. I hope you enjoyed this special episode. Please tell your friends and spread the word on the past archive. I promise there will be more brand new episodes coming very, very soon. Thanks for listening to Athletic Life Stories with Chris Broadbent. Please tell your friends and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Podcast Network.